Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have the amazing hard rock band I Empire coming on momentarily. And I'll be interviewing the lead singer, Donald Carpenter, from the band tonight. So it's going to be an awesome interview. We're going to talk about their musical journey and their backgrounds, and I'll do a brief introduction for them in a moment. Again, I want to thank everyone for the support that they've been giving this show. It's just been an amazing journey on my end. I created the show to really support people in the entertainment industry and help them get their names out there and spread the word about who they are. And some of the amazing bands that I've had the opportunity and honor of having on my show include Otherwise, Reigns, Candlelight Red, Eve to Adam, Craving Lucy, Art of Dying, Prospect Hill, and the list goes on. So please support all these amazing bands, listen to the podcast, check them out, learn about who they are. A little bit about my background, because I always like to do just a brief introduction. I have a background uh, in clinical psychology, I'm a clinical psychologist, and I'm also a singer-songwriter. So I've always loved to combine my two backgrounds, so I thought I love doing interviewing with my psychology background. I also do some writing for some entertainment magazines, so I thought what a better thing to do than to combine my two passions and create a show where I can support people in the entertainment industry. If you're tuning in tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and you can dial in tonight by dialing 805-243-1320. If you'd like to ask any questions, I do have a chat room open but I am going to be predominantly focused on the interview, so please feel free to call in. And if you do tune in late, there's always going to be a podcast after the interview that you can stream or download. So um, on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. Some things I ask that people please keep uh, in mind is, although I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is not meant to be providing any formal therapy or treatment, even though my guests love to joke around with me about um, all the help that they can use. And I have a great sense of humor. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. So please incorporate comedy. Tell us some entertaining stories. We love to go over that type of stuff. I do request that people just keep any identifying information. You know, if you have a humiliating or embarrassing story, just, you know, keep it anonymous with specific names, organizations, et cetera, because we don't want to personally humiliate or embarrass anyone. All right, so let me tell you about I Empire, and then I'm going to bring Donald Carpenter, the lead singer, on. Okay, so these guys, just to me personally, and I've done a lot of research on them, read their bios, and did some homework on them. They really demonstrate what hard work, perseverance um, is all about. I mean, these guys have been all involved in majorly accomplished bands. Uh, they're extremely seasoned musicians. And some of the bands that they come from, and he'll talk about all the different members tonight that uh, make up I Empire, include The Burst, Dark New Day, Stereo Mud, Switched, Texas Hippie Coalition. Love the name of that band. That's a crazy name. Um, so these guys really have uh, shown people what it's like to really be dedicated and persevere, especially in this difficult and challenging um, music industry and how much it's changed over the years. So I really want Donald tonight to hone in on that because I think he's, he's been around when the music industry was a little different than it is today with all the social media sites and different things like that. Uh, so please, everyone be sure to pick up their copy of their amazing album, which is composed of a two-CD set titled Impact, and we're going to play a couple of the hit singles tonight off of it. And uh, visit them at iEmpire.com. 
And I'd like to also thank Steve Karras of SKH Music for uh, just being great and coordinating and setting up this interview. Okay, so let's bring Donald on. Hey, Donald, how are you? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me tonight. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing good. We have a couple of days off here in Fayetteville, uh, which is Corey's hometown he grew up in, and we're hanging out here at a tattoo shop locally and, and getting some fresh ink, so it's a good day. Oh, cool. Very cool. Are you are you all getting some fresh ink or just certain people from the band? Um, Yeah, you know, everybody's kind of has their own thing going on today. Me and Corey are down here, and, and uh, okay. these are a couple of his old buddies from back in the day, so it, it feels good to get around the mojo a little bit. Awesome, awesome. What are you getting right now in terms of uh, tattoo-wise? Are you expanding upon one? Are you getting a fresh new one? What are you, what are you looking at? Um, I'm not sure. I have a couple of options. I have some stuff that needs to get freshened up a little bit, uh, but I okay. do have some ideas. I'm going to – I'm gonna. Corey's in there taking the lead. Uh, when I get in there, I'll kind of discuss. I try to let the artist kind of take me along too, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a shared process for me. And I cool. always look forward look forward to kind of coming coming together on that. Very cool. So you kind of like as we say in psychology, like just kind of free associate. So you guys kind of together yeah. just kind of come up with some ideas and uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So are you currently? Because I was looking over your site and I know it it says you have a ton of dates coming up right now that you're playing with shows. Are you playing with any specific bands right now, or are you guys kind of touring kind of independently? Yeah, you know, we've been headlining for most of the year to kind of get the momentum going. Um, you know, cool. obviously with releasing more than Fade to Radio, you know, you have to be out here uh, building those relationships with the different stations around the country. And, and that's what we've really been focusing our energy into. Um, you know, all that's been working towards May, uh, which May 1st we begin our first supporting uh, slot of the year with uh, Volbeat and All That Remains. Um, awesome. And from there... From there, that opportunity is going to lead to the next one, and uh, we'll be able to start putting some more tours together. So it's it's really, you know, we have to kind of divide our time into sections and, and have a specific goal for each little, uh, you know, starting point and ending point. And, and for us, from the beginning point up till now, it's just been about headlining and, and radio. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Well, we're going to definitely digress because I want to talk a little bit about your background, how you got involved in music, and we're... I want you to take us on a journey and then eventually how you met up with all these guys that formed I Empire and the amazing band that you guys are today. So okay. let's talk a little bit about, you know, start out, just tell us a little bit about where did you grow up, where you originally from, and a little bit about your background growing up and how you started to develop an interest in music. You know, I uh, I grew up in a small town in, in Texas uh, called Stephenville, um, you know, very uh, country a farmer-oriented uh, family. Um, you know, music was was something that I think I got gravitated to uh, very young for, you know, whatever reason. Uh, you know, it's not that I had a lot of musicality, you know, within my family tree. It was, it was something that um, I think, um, you know, I really don't know where it came from. I know that it started very young, about three, four, five years old, is uh, when okay. my mom started, you know, putting me in rhythm classes and, and just different things probably to keep me busy as a child. But, um, you know, it had a lasting effect, you know, later in life. And, you know, as I got older and, and got involved with, you know, school programs that allowed me to, you know, expand my musical experiences as far as instrumentation is concerned, um, you know, that took me a little further down the, the road and, and obviously helped me appreciate 
uh, some more of the mainstream music that, that was coming out in the middle of the mid eighties and in late eighties and you know, in, into the early nineties when, when I became a teenager and, and I started high school and and that's when, you know, bands like Soundgarden and, and, and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and, and Live, you know, started coming out. Right. You know, they, they were these very vocally driven bands that um, you know, really spoke to me as as a person, you know, let alone as a as a musical artist and and right around that same time, uh, you know, as a freshman in high school, I enrolled in the art program. And that year, it just so happened to be a, a senior elective course. Um, so the first day of school, I got my schedule, and they had stuck me in choir. You know, they just kind of put oh, wow. me in there. And, you know, as a filler, you know, uh, it wasn't really by my choice. And, and, and honestly, at first, I was off-put by it a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I got in there and, and found that I really had a voice that um, – wasn't exactly normal, uh, and uh, you know from that point on, I, I kind of gained a hunger for uh, this art of vocalization, and, and you know went through the classical ranks of you know linguistics and, and enunciation wow. and all these different things that go into vocal. And this is you know before I you know uh, you know really thought ever of, of getting into rock music. You know, like I said, it was right. you know this new new discovery of a voice along with these bands that had just such a profound effect vocally and and by the time I finished up high school it was, it was something that, you know, was you know, uh very heavy on my heart, which was this this idea of creating my own music and, and having my own, you know, energy and, and something to kinda of pull from and and uh you know, as I got out of high school Yep. Let's digress just for a minute because, I mean, this story sounds really cool. When you were talking about growing up, were you playing a specific instrument before you got into high school, your freshman year, getting into choir? Was there a specific instrument you were playing? Yeah, you know, I played, yeah, I started on piano and, and uh, okay. you know, as I, got into, as I got into school, you know, I wanted to be more rhythmic. I guess uh, I didn't test very high uh, to be <laughs> okay. able to play the drums and, and everybody wants to play the drums and, you know, so I... I actually played an instrument called the euphonium, uh, which is known as a baritone. Um, okay. It's a, a brass instrument, and you know, I, to me, I feel like that helped me with my lung development. You know, which later, uh, you know, I can associate to a strong vocal. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's never really everything has a purpose, and, and sometimes it's right. you never know where you're at. But uh, yeah, you know, and, and from there, you know, as I got into high school, it was with guitar. You know, it was all about being able to write my own music, and and a lot of the artists cool. I was listening to was, you know, guitar driven. Right. So, okay. So now, now fast forward again, back to senior year. So you've had all this now vocal training and you're, you're seeing that you do have a voice. And so when is it that you really start to say, wow, I think I want, I want to pursue something like this professionally. Well, you know, as I got out of high school and, you know, I really had no idea where I was going to go. I think like a lot of kids, uh, like just a lot of teenagers at that point, you know, you're still trying to figure out, you know, some of this life stuff, you know, let alone mm -hmm. figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life and, and pay the bills and all these things. And, you know, so I was a little scared. And, and so I went into the military. I spent three years in the U.S. Army and, and wow. I figured that would give me some time and some discipline to, uh, you know, get a better grasp on, on what I wanted to do and, and when I came out of that experience, uh, you know, I just, I really missed, you know, that dream of music. And, and it took me a year or two, you know, to really kind of pick myself up. But, uh, you know, once I got it going, that's that's when I started my first band, Submersed, uh, back in Dallas. And, and from there, okay. you know, it, it's been kind of a whirlwind, you know. What year, um, so what year did you start Submersed? When did that start? Because love that band, too. Um, I mean, all the bands you guys are from are just phenomenal. Yeah, you know, it was, 
you know, nine eleven happened in you know two thousand one, mm-hmm. and, and that was a that was an awakening point for everybody. It, you know, for me, it was just an awakening point of you know that nobody was going to open the door for me, and you know after that right. point, you know I can I can admit it was kind of a pity party and and you know feeling like you have this ability and, and nothing you know no opportunities coming your way, and that's when I realized mm-hmm. I had to make something for myself, and so probably by about October. Uh, going into November of that year is is when uh, we started piecing together, you know, the beginning of Submerged. You know. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Now, you were with Submerged for about how long before you got and eventually went into, did you go into any other bands before going into I Empire, or was it predominantly Submerged and then I Empire? Yeah, you know, Submerged was my first professional, you know, go at mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, we signed with Wind Up in 2002. Uh, you know, we pretty much dissolved and, and, and left the label in 2007, 2008, you know. So, I mean, we were there, okay. you know, six years or so. Well, and anything, and you don't have to give it, you know, details, but, you know, people do find it interesting. And I like to look at it more from, like, an educational perspective where people can actually learn. When you say you dissolved the label, was it just because, the, as a group, creatively, you guys were just kind of going down different avenues, or was it something where you didn't have the same, I don't know, camaraderie with the label that you did in the beginning? Yeah, well, you know, a, a lot of things changed, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just within the business in general. Uh, you know, Windup was a very personable label. So, um, you know, you have to make that decision whether or not you get personal, you know, and, and it was always personal. We were very close with the owners and uh, right. Diane and Alan, we were close with a lot of the other people and, and uh, everybody had high expectations, you know, and I think sometimes that can that can be a little detrimental and, and kind of, uh, you know, kill your ability to be optimistic and kind of see the course, you know, which is the perseverance right. aspect that comes into, you know, really making it in this, this type of environment. But, you know, for us, it was really a situation where um, things happen very fast. Uh, and, you know, we were signed within six, seven months of becoming a band. And, wow. and you know, once we, once we kind of got into the second record, um, I think it put us in a position where, you know, a few of the, the small-town Texas guys that were in the band, you know, mm-hmm. really started questioning if this was, you know, kind of the, you know, the life that they had imagined for themselves, you know, or that, okay. you know, they had wanted for themselves. And, you know, I absolutely respected that because I was kind of at my wits in myself, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, manage the mental the mental aspect of, of sure. the, you know, business. And, and, you know, so I respected their decision to kind of go and, and start a new life. And, you know, from that point, I had okay. to make a decision whether or not I carried the band. And, and obviously that, that had to do with the label itself. So. Got you. Got you. No, thank you for sharing that. That definitely makes sense. And I, and I agree with you. I think when people are up front, uh, you can appreciate more than people who are kind of, you know, not really giving you the full honest truth of what's going on. And then you're trying to, you know, push forward with this project, and unfortunately, people might not be on the same page you are. So that's that's good to hear that you know you guys parted on you know probably good terms, I guess, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it is. I mean, everybody has their own emotional attachment to it, and and mm-hmm. uh, time has passed now where where you you know you see it for what it is. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit then in terms of. Tell us how you eventually started to meet up uh, the guys from I Empire, which it looks like Corey was one of the main people along with um, these uh, BC coachmen who were yeah. who were forming it at the time. So tell us a little bit about you know them. Give give them some plugs with their background because they come from some amazingly accomplished bands too, as well as you know yeah. uh, 
Brian Bennett, the drummer. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came together? Yeah, you know, um, you know, Corey was coming off a dark new day. Uh, you know, that that mm-hmm. band was kind of coming to an end, and and Brad, their VC, was you know coming to an end with his first band, Switched. And, you know, they, they had jammed a little bit. You know, Corey had gone and jammed with Switch, and, and Brad had actually came in and, and filled in on guitar for a few of the, the final Dark New Day shows. And, you know, that really gave them an opportunity to kind of, you know, get a vibe off each other. And, you know, whenever uh, whenever those bands came to an end, you know, they kind of gave each other a call and said, hey, you know, I'd like to kind of keep working with you and, and work on some musical ideas. And, you know, as, as they started doing that, they brought Morgan Rose in from Seven Dust, you know, to uh, – you know, kind of fill in on the drums and, and give them somebody right. to jam with. And and uh, that's when they started forming songs, you know, like the music that I pray and, and songs like More Than Fate and, you know, some of these early tracks. And, you know, it, it, you know they from that point they had to find a singer and, and it was like a two- or three-year process where they were, you know, looking for the right voice. And, you know, during that same period, you know, was the point when I left Wind Up and, and I went through what I call the humbling period, and that's where I really had to get my ego in check and, and, and get back to basics on a few things. And, you know, you just have to grow as a person. And, and well, that, you, that was I the point for me. Real quick, I think that's an interesting thing, when that, that comment you made about getting your ego in check. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? What do you mean by that? Like what was going on with you personally well, that you felt you had to do well, you know, I, Well, I feel like uh, I think there's a youthful arrogance that comes with the blessing of a talent sometimes. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think – I think whenever things come, you know, pretty easily, and, and like I said, they came pretty quick for us. I think sometimes you can take those opportunities for granted, and, and you can kind of, you know, uh, feel yourself more off your your self pride and arrogance, you know, rather than, you know, just being grateful and humble and working hard for everything that you get. And and uh, you know, maybe to a certain extent, I, I didn't appreciate and didn't work hard enough to, um, you know, fully blossom, you know, my potential and. You know, when when it came to the the humbling period, it got me closer to, you know, being able to get away from the the finger pointing uh, that really gets you nowhere, and, and really look inside mm-hmm. and and figure and figure out, um, you know, my factor into the equation, and and, and moving forward, how I was going to make that different, and uh, you know, if any other opportunity came my way, um, you know, how I was going to be able to uh, take a different approach and. And, and that was the process I was going through while they were putting this music together. And, and you know, I feel that, uh, you know, probably right around the time I had a, a few of those epiphanies, uh, you know, was when Corey reached out to me, you know, through MySpace, which was really probably the last wow. time I was ever on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, um, you know, he said, hey, you know, I've been working on this music for a while. Uh, you know, I heard that you might be available, and I wanted to see if you'd be interested and. In, and you know it's it's one of those weird moments because you know you're you're so over it you know you've gone through such a journey that uh, mm-hmm. you you've accepted this new life and, and you know here's another opportunity and you're a little scared you know you you do you want to go through this torment again and and you know so I you know, I said you know what send me the music let me let me listen to it and see what it sounds like and and uh, the first song I listened to was the music for I pray and you know it just it was the you know the the uh, sound expression of exactly where I was in life. You know, it, it, it right. had the angst. It had the angst, and it had the strength, and the you know this newfound empowerment. You know that that uh, that I really felt at that moment. And you know, I called him back. I said I would love to. Um, and that's awesome. when the process started of you know me writing the melodies and writing my own versions of the songs and. 
and that's when I flew up, you know, and Halloween, it would be four years this year, and, and uh, I auditioned for Empire, or what would be Wow. That's awesome. And that's what, uh, I think that's a perfect segue to play I Pray, because I would definitely want to play that track tonight. Um, what were you, it was interesting how you said, you know, you were, you were saying, you know, you were doing a lot of growth on your end, uh, personally looking at yourself, and I think that's amazing, and just sharing that, I hope that other musicians that are listening in, or, or entertainers, just in general, you know, sometimes, like you're saying, people maybe get a little too ahead of themselves, and they kind of miss uh, looking at these opportunities as, as things that, you know, don't come along all the time. Um, what were you doing in your life in terms of profession-wise where you said, you know, you didn't know if you wanted to get back into this whole, you know, music scene again and, and go through the torment, as you put it? Well, you know, um, I was actually working at a place called the Fish House uh, three days a week, uh, about 16 hours a day in the back room cutting fish. Um, wow. You know, it was, you know, it was me and uh, my two kids and my wife. We were living off probably, I don't know, $1,000, $1,200 a month. And, um, you know, it was a very simple existence, but, you know, it really, mm-hmm. it really opened our eyes just to where, you know, true happiness lies and, um you know, everything else is just kind of a bonus along the way if you can really kind of find that peace. And um, I think that's what keeps keeps it different now because, you know, I come out here and it's less about me. It's more about the people that we're trying to uh, empower or awaken or support or comfort, you know. it's uh, yes. Everybody has a different reason on any given day or any given moment at any given show, you know, why they're there and, and what they need and, and uh, I think the less it's about me or the less it's about us, then the more in touch we are with what's going on. Cool. Very cool. No, thanks for sharing that. That's a really, really interesting story. And uh, let's uh, check out I Pray, okay? All right. All right, cool. So hold on a second, and I'll, I'll introduce the song. We'll be back in a moment, okay? No worries. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to the lead singer, Donald Carpenter, from I Empire. We're going to check out the hit single I Pray. This was played for a couple years. They were promoting this song on all major rock stations. It's an amazing song. Please be sure to pick up a copy of their album, Impact, which is out right now. It's a two-CD album, and it is just amazing. I mean, the songs on this thing are top-notch. Anyone could be a hit single. So we're going to check out I Pray, and we'll be back in a moment.
right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, the amazing hit single, I Pray, off of I Empire's current album, which is out, titled Impact. So please check it out and go to iEmpire.com. All right, Donald. Awesome song. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank really you. Really cool stuff. Tell us a little bit, I know it's kind of a little backwards, so to speak, but um, what is the, the concept or the meaning of that song, I Pray? Um, well, I, you know, I guess it's kind of my devil went down to Georgia a little bit. You know, there's the, there's the pull between the good and the evil, you know, for this, for this soul. And, you know, like I said, I, I felt like at that point I was at that crossroads, you know, is, you know, mm-hmm. I could, I could either learn what I needed to learn and, and move forward as an enlightened soul or, you know, or I could kind of succumb to my own ego and, and just kind of sulk and, and bury myself within my own suffering and, and uh, you know that's that's kind of that duality that's going on in that song. You know, I think a lot of us get to that point, and and the idea is to kind of always have that light at the end of the tunnel. And and for me, I, I chose I chose that path of enlightenment, and and it's something that you know obviously I'm I'm still on today. Cool, very cool. All right, so let's talk let's talk a little bit about uh, the album itself. I mean, it's an amazing album, and I love the fact that it's two CDs because I can actually work out to it if I want to do an extended workout and I don't have to switch over to another album, so it's just phenomenal. What made you guys decide to, you know, put these two extensive CDs out versus break it up? You know, it was a growth process. Uh, this is something that we didn't really know how we were going to put it together, and, you know, like I said, some of these early songs have been here for four, five, six years, and Wow. And, uh, you know, but, but when you look at their overall, um, you know, impact, you know, pun intended, uh, on the <laughs> on the overall scene, um, it's very minimal. You know, there's there's still very few people, you know, out there in the, in the, in the world uh, that don't know who Eye Empire is. And, and as we've been building this, we've had people, you know, here from the very beginning that, that have kind of supported us and, and bought some of those early pressings that, you know, we put out just to sustain the band, just to keep us – you know, going, you know, early, early on. And, and, you know, once we got our management in place and once we got our, our label partner in place and our distributor in place, you know, we had to make a decision that we just kind of let some of those early songs that, you know, were basically new to everybody else, you know, to the majority of the people, you know, do we let those kind of go to the wayside and then move on? Or do we, you know, just put it all together and, and release it as a new record? And, you know, that's what we decided to do. You know, we figured that, uh, you know, as far as we were concerned, there were still plenty of people out there that needed to hear the I Praise and needed to hear the More Than Fates and, you know, a lot of these other songs. And, you know, along with that, we went in the studio and we did brand new stuff that hadn't been released yet. And we did three acoustic versions uh, of some of those early songs, including I Pray. Mm-hmm. And, and then we did like two live tracks that we, we captured, you know, while we've been out here touring. So it's, you know, it's double disc of 19 songs, you know, some some stuff that's been here for a while, some brand new stuff. And, and then, like I said, some of those extra goodies, goodies that everybody, you know, enjoys at the same time. Yeah, no, it's great. It's an amazing album. It really is. And I just listened to it again when I got home from work and worked out. So it's just yeah, it's really <laughs> great stuff. It gets you going. It's it's like, as you said, it's extremely emotional. And I think it's funny. I mean, maybe you can analyze me for a minute because the songs that I'm thinking that I just listen to over and over again. I love Hopeless. I love Great Deceiver. Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> Angels and Demons. Um, right, okay. I'm trying to think. Let me look at a couple others. I wrote them down here just to bring it up tonight. So, oh, self-destructive, awesome, and ignite. Yeah. So those are just a few, just off the top of my head. I mean, I love every song. It but sounds like you're a self-sabotager. <laughs> 
I think I'm a little, what's the word? Um, I'm not sadistic, maybe a little masochistic. <laughs> yeah, a little but, bit, okay, um, okay. Yeah, no, it really is about exploring those dynamics of life. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's not always middle of the road. It's not always in the clouds, you know. it's You know, I think everybody uh, experiences you know, every level of emotion at one point in their life. And, and that's really what these songs are about. You know, it's just really kind of getting to the core of, of, of the human experience. And, and for me, it's about honesty. You know, I just I feel like the more honest I can be about my shortcomings and, and the things that I'm working on and the things that I experience within myself, uh, I feel like the listener finds more relatability, you know, within that. And, and to me, that gives the guys a lot of freedom to be able to, you know, express themselves openly, you know, as far as the music's concerned. So. Definitely, definitely. You guys, I mean, seem to work so well together in terms of, you know, being a team player and getting the band to, you know, write these amazing songs. Do you ever have any challenges where maybe you're not on the same page or you don't agree maybe on a riff or whatever, and and how do you resolve that stuff? Yeah, you know, I think that, once again, uh, ego, you know, plays a part in in everything. And and I think when you Mm -hmm. can have a common respect and and really take the ego out of the equation, it makes the process, you know, much more enjoyable and, and, and very more productive. And, and that's that's what you have. You have guys that respect uh, the different backgrounds and, and the abilities and, and the uh, creative abilities that we each bring to the table. And, you know, we, we know our roles, you know, and, and we, you know, we really trust each other. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. I think if, if you have those type of conflicts, then you have to step back a little bit and, and, and take your ego out of the account. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a perfect way to put it because I think just seeing what I've seen in you know various parts of the industry, it could be comedians, it could be musicians. You know, you're right. The ego is a huge part, and when that gets too much involved, that's when things really start to unfortunately spiral in a in a bad direction. Um, yeah, well, that's, so, that's the irony. You know, we 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 look for our music and our arts for guidance. You know, and and the, the further it's gotten away from you know, the people and more to the ego of the artist, you know, the further away we've gotten from that connection. And and a lot of people think it's something, you know, new that we're doing, but I feel like there's been, you know, some flag bearers, you know, for a long time. We just, we've just gotten away from it. Right, right. And while we're talking about the, you know, the members of the band and working together as a team, et cetera, please, you know, again, introduce, you know, everyone in the band and what they play and, you know, maybe a little bit about their background just so we can, each of them too. Yeah, we have uh, Corey Lowry, who is, uh, you know, he's our veteran. He's our, our captain of the ship. You know, he uh, he's been <laughs> around for a while. Uh, he started way back with his brother and, and, and a few other guys in a band called Steel Rain uh, around here in the North Carolina area. And uh, you know, then he moved on and, and, and uh, joined a band called Stuck Mojo, which was big in the metal scene and, and very groundbreaking band. And and that's when he stepped out of that and started a band called Stereo Mud, which was probably the first band I remember him being in uh, as a music right. fan back in the day. And, and they had a song called Pain that was very successful on the radio. And, and uh, yeah, I love that you song. Know, from, from, yeah, from that point on, he moved in and, and, and started Dark New Day with uh, his brother Clint Lowry from Seven Dust and Will Hunt from Evanescence and Black Label Society and all these other bands and and uh, all these other friends. And, you know, Brad was our, uh, our guitar player. He played in a band called Switched. Uh, which they had a song called Inside that I was a fan of right along the same time of the stereo mud was out. Um, right. And then uh, our drummer Ryan, he's he's kind of a he's a little brother of the bunch. He's 
22, he played in a band called Texas Hippie Coalition for a few years down in Oklahoma, and and uh, you know we uh, we found him through uh, the Fuchs guitar rep- representative uh, Deb Mueller, and it was one of those things where you know like I I touched on earlier, Morgan Rose came in and did a lot of these early drum tracks, and uh, when we started to get ready to tour, you know we had to find the right drummer, and those are some pretty big shoes to fill, you know, so right. <laughs> um, we're, we're very fortunate to find a young, eager, and extremely talented uh, drummer uh, in Ryan, and, 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 you know, for, for I guess, old dogs like us, you know, that's hard to learn new tricks, uh, sometimes it was nice to have a guy come in that we could mold a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, with, with Corey Lowry being the man on the bass, uh, with the experience that he has and the ability that he has with that instrument, uh, it's, it's a pretty fortunate situation for Ryan. So, you know, I know he, he enjoys being here, so we have a lot of fun. Cool. That's really cool. And I think that's important, like you said, when you definitely bring someone fresh and new in. And you could say young age-wise or just young in the sense that the person's a go-getter and just has that enthusiasm. It just totally changes the dynamics of the band and stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah, really absolutely. Cool. And especially when you're... Especially when you're kind of walking into the lines, then you know up, up to that point we, you know, we had sacrificed a lot. We had worked a lot of music out, and you know we were we were hot in the middle of battle, you know, and and he really had to kind of come in with you know all cylinders blazing, and and he's done a great job. That's awesome, very cool, and he's been great. I've been communicating with him on Facebook too, and he's just a pleasure to speak with. So really cool. Yeah, yeah. Tell us who came up with the name of the band, I Empire. Was that a group decision? Was that something that was made prior to coming on board? And what's the uh, what's the symbolism behind that? You know, it's um, it's one of those dreaded processes. You know, uh, you know, once once me and Corey and Brad came together, we knew that we had a band. You know, that we had a core of the band, and it was something new and something different. And you know, up to that point, they had been working under the name of Violent Plan um, with a couple like okay. Donnie Hamby. Uh, was who was an old bandmate of Corey's and and uh, Dan Henderson, which was a drummer from Life of Agony and and Stereo Mud and a couple other bands and and so when I came in and we really kind of had the voice and the, the songwriting team together, you know, we started to look towards a name and we hated it and you know we started just trying to think of you know, one word names and you know we really got hooked on Empire, you know, from the beginning and you know from a graphic artist standpoint, you know, with Brad. You know, he really liked having the double E's and some of the things that he could do with the double E's. And, oh, cool. you know, that's when I started thinking a little bit of as far as like I, you know, kind of bringing in the second word. And, and that's when we brought the double E's with the E-Y-E and the I Empire. And, you know, as we started talking about it, it was like, well, you know, that's when we started playing off the E Pluribus Unum and, you know, a lot of the Illuminati imagery and, and some of this political play that, that, you know, we dabble in within our music and, and mm-hmm. some of our so, uh, our feelings as far as all that's concerned. But, um, you know, that, in the same <laughs> sense, we, we we definitely wanted to name, you know, like we've talked about the ego a few times, that, you know, really elevated our fan base. You know, something that, you know, when it was spoken or, or whenever, you know, it was marketed, that, you know, we felt like we were all in this together, you know. And, you know, for us, the empire, you know, the I empire um, was something that just sounded strong and, and it sounded like we were all in it together and, and, uh, you know, over time, you know, with the music and the message and, and the perseverance, it's it's only become more fitting, you know, so we're pretty excited about it. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, 
it's really cool just to hear you speak just from the beginning of the interview till now. Again, it's like you said, it's that it's that team that's kind of intertwined where you guys work together as a team. You know, you have this perseverance. You're going to push through and you know basically conquer yeah. all. So it's it's just really cool to, well, you know, to see that in the band. Yeah, and, and you know, over this long-winded discussion, you know, which I apologize, I'm, I'm very yappy. No, but, you're doing great. Yeah. No, I you think know, it's, no, uh, I think it's you know, going the, well. You know, the purpose, the purpose, you know, the point is, I think overall is is the fact that you know everything has to happen at the right time for the right reason, and and not everybody right. is is ready to come together. You know, and like I had to go through that humbling period where I had to you know, you go through a sense of enlightenment to get me ready for this, you know, and, you know, that, that's, I see that within my marriage with my wife and, you know, our ability to go through our previous experiences that shaped us, you know, as loving, mm-hmm. caring companions that allowed us to be ready for each other, you know, and, and it's the same for a band or, or a work environment or anything else, you know, and, and especially if your heart and soul is invested in it, you know, you just have to have it all kind of line up and, and that's where that's where the honesty and the open honesty kind of comes into play. You know, you just I just don't think it's possible to evolve, you know, down that road unless you can really open yourself up to the process. Right. And I think, like you said, too, being able to look at yourself and not just in an ego way look at what your talents are and what your strengths are, but also constructively, you know, like you've been doing, like you've been saying, kind of breaking yourself down and figuring out, maybe what some of your weaknesses are and what do you need to work on. And I think that's so like, yeah. relevant and important. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So well, let's intertwine uh, more than faith because we're talking about kind of enlightenment and then bringing you guys to a, you know, a different level so that you can pursue your dreams. So talk a little bit about the track more than faith because it's amazing. And it was funny because I heard I Empire so much and then for a while I didn't hear it and then more than faith popped on Sirius X and Octane and I'm a huge Octane fan. Yeah. And I was, I just couldn't stop listening to it. I had to put it into my, uh, you know, the memory thing and the, the Sirius XM thing. And uh, then that's when I raised out to Steve, and I was like, i got to get these guys on my show. <laughs> so, yeah, um, right. You know, no, it, tell, it, us, it, tell us about that track. Yeah, it's funny because this is all really work, worked out well. Um, you know, it's that same journey. You know, it really is the story of, of our journey and, and the fact that, we all face failure in this life, you know, and it's really mm-hmm. kind of what you do with that failure that makes a difference from one story to the next. And and, and that's the lyrical concept of that song. You know, the, what's really unique about that song, other than, you know, a lot of the other ones on the record, was, was the fact that, you know, Clint was involved with the writing of that track. And, and when I came in to write that song, I had a completely different chorus to it and I had a completely different verse. And, and, wow. and when I went in, it just it wasn't quite clicking. And and you know, when Corey had sent me the music, you know, a few of these songs that had been around for a while, like More Than Fate, you know, he had sent it to Clint. Clint wrote his version of the song, and he wrote his version of the song. And and what we did when I went in in the beginning was, you know, I threw my ideas out there, and what stuck we went with, and what didn't we were able to go and, and kind of discover some of these other ideas. And and Clint had this chorus, you know, this More Than Fate chorus, and you know, and he had some of this melody to the verse and. You know, from that point, it was, you know, the, the chorus that spoke to me, you know, with this journey of enlightenment and, this, you know, like I said, this kind of how we, you know, we lose faith over time during the struggle, you know, but it's like if you can if you can find those points, you know, within that to really kind of grow from that you can really begin to kind of reverse your fortune and, and, and move on to your dreams and, 
And uh, it, it was something that, you know, was just a real group effort, you know. And, and the overall story was was one that we could all relate to and, and you know, really uh, was poignant for for our band. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, then let's uh, let's put you on hold and let's uh, check out this other amazing track that you guys have off of the uh, awesome album Impact, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Hold, okay, hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Donald Carpenter on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're now going to check out the second hit single, which can be heard all over major stations, titled More Than Fate. So please check these guys out. Go to iempire.com, and we will be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, More Than Fate from I Empire, another amazing track, so please pick up a copy of their album, Impact, which is out now. Just want to do a couple of quick plugs, and then we're going to bring Donald back on and do some more uh, interviewing, and then we'll start wrapping things up so that he can get his ink done tonight if he's getting a tattoo. All right, everyone needs to check out. Check out a couple of these awesome magazines, really great magazine.com as well as talentspotlightmagazine.net. I do some writing for them on psychology and the entertainment industry. They also interview artists, musicians, photographers, filmmakers, so they have some really cool stuff going on. So any bands out there, any entertainers are interested in getting a review, you can check them out. Also check out davincomedy.com. It's Davin Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So they're doing some really cool stuff. If you like kind of edgy stuff like Howard Stern, they're not copying off of him, but they definitely have their own flavor, and it's some some really cool comedy that they're doing. And also check out quantumdesignlab.com. If you're looking for graphics, logos, any type of uh, advertising stuff, please check them out. They do some awesome um, stuff with attractive, effective, and affordable websites, marketing collateral, and digital media. And if I forgot anyone, I will plug them towards the end of the show. Okay, so let's bring Donald back on. Okay, and you're back on. Awesome track again. Great song. All right. All right. (laughs) It's been a long day. I work in uh, corrections. I'm a forensic psychologist. So, uh, it's cool to do oh an interview. Oh my God Almighty! I would, I would be oh, yeah. extremely. I'm, my mind is all about that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Send me, uh, send me. Well, you have my email now. Send me uh, an email, and I'll, I'll chat with you sometime. You can't imagine these stories that I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's probably like, some amazing songs in there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy. Are you watching uh, that show, The Following, with Kevin Bacon? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I oh wow! No. If you like that stuff. And I have to admit, it's it's a new series that came out. It's extremely well written. The plot is just phenomenal. And it's about trying to search for a serial killer. Really cool stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So if you guys have some time on the road, check out the following. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but yeah, if you ever want to talk, I have some awesome, awesome stories. It's a really interesting uh, job. But anyway, okay, let's get back to the interview for you guys. All right. So where else are we at? Tell us a little bit about... Um, how you met up with Steve Karras and, you know, chose the management production team that you're currently working with? Um, I met Steve Karras uh, back when I signed with Wind Up Records. Um, the first oh, trip wow. that I made up, the first trip that I made up to uh, New York was with um, a guitar player, Eric Friedman, who uh, plays with Creed now in the Tremonti Project. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we were hanging out at, at Mark's house for, so those first two or three weeks uh, early on in the band's development, and, and me and Eric were kind of writing some songs back there, and uh, Mark came in and said, hey, listen, I talked to Diane, I talked to the folks at Wind Up, and, and you guys are going to fly up there on Thursday, and you know, or, or whatever day of the week it was, and, and, and play. You know, y'all go get yourself a deal. Stop sitting around the house, you know. And, and uh, you know, so we had a couple of days to think about it, and we're like, okay, let's go do this, you know. So we hopped on a plane with our acoustic, and, you know, we flew up there to New York and, you know, walked into a boardroom, and that's when about 30 people walked in and sat around the table, you know, all right, play for us, you know. And and uh, wow. one of those folks was Steve Karras, and, and uh, you know, we uh, we played – a few songs acoustic, and that's when everybody's like, you know, sign them up, give them a deal, and you know, we walked down to the end of the hall to, you know, Miss Diana Meltzer's office, and 
and walked in there, and that's when she was like, you know, I want you all to come down here and meet this guy named Steve Karras. You know, he's he's kind of, you know, he's one of the people that helped build this label. And, you know, I went down there, and uh, we just hit it off right away. He was just somebody that uh, was very open and honest and, um, you know, very real, and, and I thought that was very unique. And over my time mm-hmm. in business, it became even more unique. And and uh, <laughs> when I got out of when I got out of the you know the business for a while, uh, he was somebody that I always kind of reached out to and, and kept in touch with. And you know, when I felt discouraged, I would call him for some encouragement. And and uh, whenever I Empire came along, we had this opportunity, and you know, we started working on some of the music, and we felt very confident about it. Um, that's when we started looking at management and. I knew that he was getting into management, uh, but that wasn't the reason I reached out to him. I really just reached out to him so that, you know, as a friend, you know, he could put the word out there that there was a new band looking for some management. And, you know, when I uh, sent him the, you know, when I reached out to him and mentioned it to him, he said, well, you know what, send me the music. Let me hear it. And I sent it to him, and he called me from the side of the road, you know, in L.A., and and he was like, what about, you know, if, if me and Keith, you know, managed you guys? And and it would really be kind of our only focus. You know, they, they were really early in the game at that point. And, and it just, you know, wow. it just felt right. You know, it just seemed pretty fitting, you know, that, that everything would have came back around to this and almost kind of, you know, a little like destiny, you know, and, and I felt right. like there was a higher power at play. So I, you know, went with it and it's it's been an awesome decision. That's cool. So was he was with Wind Up. That's how you met him. He was working for Wind Up. Yes, he was one of the one of the folks that helped build that label, and uh, wow. you know it was, it was over maybe I don't know two thousand eight or so that mm-hmm. that he had moved on from from the label, and uh, that's that's when he had moved moved on to start SKH and and get in you know start a new journey. So you know for us to be able to continue the journey together is is pretty special for me, and and uh, you know it, it adds a level of, of personability to it that you don't find in a lot of situations. No, that's really cool, especially, like you said, when you can find someone that you immediately were, you know, kind of attracted to his realness, his honesty. And how do you know that? Because, again, unfortunately, being a psychologist, people can put on a good show, right? We got we got very narcissistic, you know, antisocial people out there. So what was it about him that kind of captivated you to see that there was more than just, you know, fluff or someone who was trying to really just kind of reel you in? Well, you know, I guess I guess we're all narcissists to an extent. We can kind of smell our own kind, you know. Um, I'm not sure. It's, you know, at that point in the game, I guess I'm having to be a little narcissistic to protect myself. And and uh, you know, he he was just somebody that helped me get out of that shell and, and kind of break it down and feel more comfortable. And and I guess in a certain way, to my instincts, that let me know that you know he was somebody to trust. You know, because you know he could, he could sense that I was protecting myself and. You know, he gave me the comfort to really open myself up and, and learn some things that, you know, till this day hold true and, and uh, you know, that it kind of guide our path. So it's, you know, it's it's just one of those things, you know, where it's, you know, we're all one. You know, we're all interconnected and and uh, we're some of us are just a little more imbalanced than others. But, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just a very special soul, a very special person. And, you know, I think a, mo- a majority of people have the intuition that, you know, you meet people out there that, that kind of change your your life and affect your path. And, you know, he was oh, one of definitely. those people for me. Definitely. That's cool. And that's a really cool story. Like I said, he's been great to work with and, you know, just really mm-hmm. professional and, yeah, really cool. So, very Absolutely. nice. So tell us a little bit about, and this is interesting because now we can – tie this into what you spoke about in the beginning of the show when you talked about being in the Army. 
and I just uh, had connected through, you know, doing my research on you guys last night with uh, Fran Strine and the Battlefield of the Mind project, the documentary that he's doing and how your music is involved in that. Tell us about, you know, give a plug to him tonight and tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that project because it seems like a really, really cool documentary. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited that you brought that up. Um, you know, we it's something that's very close to our heart, obviously. And, and I think as you know, as a band or as an artist, when you know, if you're if you're truly in in it for the right reasons, I think as you come up, you look for those opportunities, and and sometimes they're not afforded to you right away. You know, it, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a notoriety type of situation. But you know, Fran is somebody that we've all been close to from the beginning, and uh, he's a very, very honest and direct and open and, and supportive, loyal type of person. And, uh, you know, when he started this project uh, with Aaron Lewis from Stained early on, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was something that was, you know, obviously we were connected to, but whenever you see your friend going through an emotional experience, you know, while they are devoting themselves to something that means so, you know, such a great deal to them, um, you know, I think it just magnifies, you know, uh, everything tenfold, and you know, watching him go through this experience, and 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 knowing that you know, he wanted us to be a part of it, you know, uh, you know, meant a lot. And when we started to go in and think of the music and start to work on the music for such, you know, an event, it was something that we took very seriously. And and uh, I think all of us did, you know, Pete Murray from Low Pro and, and Mike Mushchak uh, from Stain and and uh, Troy McLaurin from Evanescence and Dark New Day and, you know, all these different artists that came together, um, you know, it wasn't just a throw and go, you know, this was something that, uh, you know, meant a lot to all of us. And and I think when you see the documentary and you kind of get into the meat of uh, the topic, um, you know, you can kind of understand how something like this can kind of change your life. And and that's what, that's what we're here for. Our music is something that, you know, we give to others to change their life, but, you know, these opportunities are things that, you know, we take advantage of that uh, affect us, you know, to the core. And, and this this project was one of those things. Cool. And it's about, just so the audience knows, um, it's called Battlefield of the Mind. You can check it out at www.chill.com. And it's about veteran issues of post-traumatic stress disorder and homelessness. And I think that's, you know, when I hear about that, I mean, to be honest with you, Donald, it, that just, like, it irks me to know, and not just being a psychologist and knowing what PTSD is and, and working with people that have had that, but, you know, these people that are going out there to save your country, and then they're coming back with these, you know, this terrible uh, psychiatric uh, diagnosis, and, and they're also homeless on top of it. It's just, it's really yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. And then there's, then there's the ripples in the water that come from that, and it, it, that you know, it translate over to family environment and dynamics, and and you know the, you know everything else that comes along with it. It's, you know, a lot of people really think that you carry your wounds on the outside. You know, these are visible scars that everyone can see and and has a story behind. And you know, the reality is everybody comes back wounded. You know, I mean, there's not right. a single soldier that doesn't come back wounded to a certain extent. And, and it's not about a pity party. It's not about feeling sorry for anybody, but you know, uh, these 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 folks want to understand that that people can empathize and have a compassionate sense of understanding for you know what they're trying to deal with. On on top of the fact of having some focused attention on how can we help these folks and how can we fix this problem, and and it's just um, you know I really think it just comes down to that that human compassion. You know, we we mm-hmm. lack this proactive approach you know to love nowadays, and uh, you know we need a reason or we need a 
a cause or we need something to care for our fellow man and um it just shouldn't be the case you know i think basic human compassion should uh you know should come from the desert you know i mean we don't need right. a, we don't need an oasis to feed the spring you know it's just we need we need an awakening of the spirit and you know this documentary and and and, and kind of stepping outside of our box to raise awareness and and put our energy into it hopefully can help uh push some of these causes along yeah, no, I mean, it sounds amazing, and I definitely am going to speak with Fran at some point about bringing him on the show to promote some of the stuff that he's doing. So I definitely want to, you know, get a copy of this Please. and check it out. Sounds really Please. cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely seems like an awesome guy. Um, so, okay, so cool. I don't want to keep you too long tonight. Believe me, I could go on forever with the interview. Why don't you talk a little <laughs> bit about, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what, what you guys like to do for fun when you're not doing music, which is hard because you guys are always – you know, focused on some aspect of the uh, of the music, but uh, what do you guys like to do? What's yeah. something interesting about you guys? You know, I'm I love golfing. I'm a big golfer, uh, especially the oh, older okay. I've gotten, the more the more patient I've gotten. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I love to cook. Cooking's kind of my passion, and and you know, I I grew up uh, watching baseball. Baseball was something that uh, I was always very close to, and and as I've come up through the music industry, I've made friends with certain players, and you know, been able to kind of mix my two passions and. You know, so we're always trying to catch a game or get out and experience some type of baseball thing. And, um, you know, it's, you know, just I think enjoying life and really appreciate my family. It's, you know, the first time in my life, you know, I love my my family more than I love music. And, you know, for yeah, a long time, awesome. it, was all, it was always my first love, you know. It was always something that, you know, I can honestly admit to a lot of relationships, a lot of, you know, my own family itself, uh, you know, my they took a back seat, you know, to music and, um, right. You know, knowing that, it, knowing that it makes an impact and it has a higher purpose is, is what keeps me out here. And, and other than that, it's, you know, I can sit on the couch all day long with my boys and, and, and really do nothing and, and feel pretty fulfilled. So. Cool. And how do you balance that? Because that must be tough, you know, like you said. I mean, you're you're out on the road a lot. You're promoting. Um, you know, how do you balance the two, you know, the family life you know, along with your career? You don't. You don't. I think that's the answer to it. You don't. It's it's very imbalanced, and, and I think it takes a special, um, you know, I think it takes a special relationship and a special mm-hmm. understanding to be able to get through it. It's it's something that you know what I try to do is as I try to uh, make my kids understand and my wife understand that this is something we do together. And you know, even though they're not physically here, you know, out mm-hmm. here doing this, this, this is a responsibility that's that's laid upon our entire family. You know, and. And, you know, I explained to my boys we're out here to make a difference in people's lives. And, and you know, they can't all come to us. You know, we have to go to them and we have to take, uh, you know, we have to take the message to them. And, and you know, they get it. They understand it. And, That's cool. you know, they look at it, at, they look at it as a higher calling. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's the way I tend to deal with it. And, you know, hopefully it's all the work towards bringing them with me and, and being able to do it together. So. Nice, nice. I think that's a really good way to frame that you're bringing a message to other people too, and right, you're doing something that you love, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a real cool way to put it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Very cool. So why don't we do this? Definitely share the social media sites that you guys are on, where people can find you. And uh, again, you're always welcome back on the show. You did a great job. The interview flowed. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, you know, uh Facebook, you know, backslash I Empire, E Y E Empire. Um Empire I Empire dot com. Uh it's all pretty basic. Uh, our Twitter feed is linked up with our Facebook feed and all that all the contact information is on I Empire dot com. 
Um, you know, we're very independent. We're very direct, uh, as I'm sure you know. And uh, you can reach at us, you know, reach out to us through any one of those, you know, avenues, and, and we'll get back to you. So. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And any current shows you want to give a quick plug to? Just a couple upcoming shows that people can check out at, and then they can go to your website too to get the, the whole. Thing. Yeah, you know it's it's always hard for me to keep up with it. I try to do one day at a time. Okay. Um, I know we're very <laughs> we're very excited about you know Volbeat and all their remains in May. I mean it's it's really yeah. about trying to get some of these uh, bigger fan bases and get in front of some of these other audiences and and uh, you know it's, we have a big sound, so it, it's conducive with the big stages and. Um, you know, as long as we build this together, it's it's really uh, it's really about those fans, you know, coming and getting involved and, and helping us build this. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Donald. It's a, you guys have an amazing band, love the music, and as I said, you're always welcome to come back on in the future uh, and uh, promote some music. All right, thank you for having me. Okay, okay. Much continued success Pleasure. to you and the band. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks. Have a great night. Right, bye. Bye. All right, everyone, again, Donald, excuse me, Donald Carpenter from iEmpire. Be sure to check them out. Go to iEmpire.com, and if for some reason you tuned in late to the interview, a podcast will be available after the show is over. Again, want to thank everyone for their support uh, with this show. It's just been amazing, and it's just been such a pleasure having so many cool artists, uh, comedians, musicians, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, et cetera, on my show to support them. So we've got tons of more interviews coming up. Please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and I always update it with all the upcoming events and guests that I have on my show. Please follow me on Twitter, at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And please also befriend me on Facebook. I have two pages going, one of my personal pages maxed out, so please uh, befriend me on the other page that hasn't, and I love to keep in touch with everyone, too, just like Donald said. I'm very independent. Everything I do, I do on my own, so uh, please reach out to me. It will be a pleasure to keep in touch with you. All right, we're going to close the show tonight with um, one of the songs off of my album, Leave It All Behind. It is currently available on iTunes, Amazon Music, and all other digital media sites. It's it's kind of along the lines of a rock alternative with a hint of pop in it. So check out tonight uh, the title track, Leave It All Behind. And again, thanks so much for tuning into the show. We'll probably be back next Monday. I just got to figure out who I'm booking. I got to roster of a lot of people right now on a little bit of a wait list. So again, please become a fan on Facebook at the Carrie Edelman Show and we can keep in touch there too. All right, everyone, thank you so much again for tuning in and have a great night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.